Hello and welcome to episode 191 of Effect. This time we go camping. <laughs> My name is Matthew. And I'm Dave. And as usual, we have a packed show today. Um, the, the key thing we've got, uh, apart from obviously mine and Matthew's uh, very, very expert advice on all things camping, um, not, uh, is a, uh, an interview that you had with um, our friend and friend of the show, Millie Lavelle, uh, about her new game, Psycamp. Which uh, mm-hmm. is doing very well on Drive Through RPG and uh, is a lovely little um, Year Zero engine game, but we'll uh, talk more about that in a little while. Um, other than that, we've got just plenty to talk about in the world of gaming, I think, don't we? Um, but yeah, just to reassure everybody, we won't be talking about camping or we won't be talking about being camp, neither of which I think either of us are particularly expert at. Although Actually, I you can be, I have you can to be, talk about camping. You can be, because, you can be quite uh, camp, can't you? Yeah, last week, or not last week, last episode, when you, you edited the show, because I wasn't around, where I was was camping. Mm. And I want to tell everybody about camping. Were you under canvas? Because I was actually under canvas, yeah. Mm. Well, under, um, you know, polyester whatever, plastic or stuff, whatever right? it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, cool, um, cool. Yeah, I was under canvas in my now, I think, something like coming on 30-year-old two-man tent. Um, and I'd say maybe I've been a bit harsh in saying that you don't know anything about camping. Exactly, I think you oh, are sorry. being a bit harsh. Okay. I'll tell you what I do know about camping is it's bloody uncomfortable. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it feels I, like the I've, thing I know about camping is I don't want to go camping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find me a so, nice five or four or five star hotel. Thanks very much. Uh, since I had a family, uh, obviously I have got a big tent uh, that you can stand up in with like a room on either side of the tent. One yeah. for the kids and one for you and your wife um, and stand up in the middle. Uh, and they're great. I like those because you can stand up in the bloody hell. <laughs> I'm 55 years old. And just even getting into this tent, getting down on your hands and knees to crawl into this tiny space, and then you're expected to get changed in this space. You're gonna, you know, lie yeah. on your back and lift your ass up to take your jeans off and ah, bloody <laughs> hell! And then, and then you you walked. We went to this really crappy website. Uh, website? No. Well, I guess it might have a crappy website. But so, we went to so a really crappy. If you're, if you're camping online, mate, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> no, we went to a really crappy campsite, which um, is in. Is, in fact, we noticed a very interesting thing. This is uh, somewhere near High Wycombe. You know, loads of posh people live near High Wycombe, including the Prime Minister. They have their, you know, their um, sort of second home there, Checkers. Um, this particular area we're staying in was officially the richest postcode, that is to say, the highest median income or no it wasn't the richest it had the the fewest uh poor people in it or something like that <laughs> is that um, is that the sign you've got as you enter the county welcome to wherever it is the, the place with the fewest poor people well i gotta say this no, I, what we realized on arriving at this camp with where people you know basically had got mobile homes and were living there quite permanently. I thought this is where all the poor people live in this neck of the woods because you can't afford a house. So you know, mm. um, 
Anyway, it was a pretty crappy uh, website. Yeah, campsite. I keep saying website. It had a pretty <laughs> crappy pair of showers in it. Um, it was quite nice. The toilets had kind of colour-changing disco lights in them, so that was okay. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel I may be getting too old to go camping. That's yeah. what, that. That's my conclusion. But you know, if the toilets um, have got disco lights in them, then you know everything else is yeah. is, is a second consideration. Exactly. I'm 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 in. Next time I'm coming. But uh, yeah. jolly good, jolly good. I haven't been camping since oof, about twenty years. And oh dear, the, yeah. the thing that I really remember about it was sitting in the rain at about nine thirty around our little. Wasn't we weren't even at a campfire around our little no, no. our little um like go have one of these Lantern. like the, these um uh, what do you call them they're um they're like camping kettles where yeah, yeah. they they are they've got a, they've got a, like a cylinder down the middle and the water is in the edge and you put your kindling in the middle and burn oh. it and that and that yeah. boils the kettle great little thing so we sat around that drinking whiskey getting wet and then getting up the next morning to go for a long hike through the lakes. With mm-hmm. well, I wasn't there. I was floating above my body because I was so hungover. <laughs> it was quite grim, um, but I had a good time. In in hindsight, nostalgia is a wonderful thing for helping you forget all the shit that goes on and yeah. how horrible uh, most all, of it was. The bending down, the bending yes. down to get into this bloody tent. My knees can't cope with that anymore. Yeah, they just can't. Yes. Anyway, we had yeah. said this wasn't going to be a camping podcast, and we spent the last six minutes talking about camping. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Warn, warning people against camping is, I think, what we're doing. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. <laughs> yes. If you're 55, sell your tent. That's my <laughs> Don't advice. Don't go camping. Yes. Um, right. Now, then. where were we? Um, uh, yeah. Well, world of gaming. We haven't got any patrons today. We haven't got any patrons. No. Okay. Um, but thank you to all our patrons. Absolutely. Uh, you you support us, but no new patrons this time. Um, so, world of gaming then. Yeah, so what have you got to talk about today? We've got quite a lot of Borgy stuff going on, haven't we? We've got a lot of Borg. Um, so I got through the post uh, waiting for me yesterday. Uh, Cyborg. Nice. Um, now, we got the PDFs from Cyborg ages ago, but I refused to look at them because I wanted to have the book in my hand. Yeah, the Borg games are definitely games where you want to have the physical book in your hand, aren't they, really? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. absolutely think so. Um, so Cyborg, I'm looking at it now. It's um, I think I probably don't love it as much as I loved Borg when okay. it first came out. And why? But, why not? Um, what's 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 different um, about it that displeases you? I, da, 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 okay, so here's here's the thing. Um, it's slightly more readable. Um, there is a problem. So though. you, do, you don't you don't I, like it because it's readable. Well, no, that's uh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I think at the heart of the hearts, so I know you're a big fan of Cyberpunk 2022 or whatever. It was 2020, called. yeah, the original. Back in the day. Oh, um, the I think, actually, I'm just generally not massively excited by Cyberpunk okay. as yeah. a genre. Um, there is some stuff in here. So I did pull out a th- couple of things I wanted to quote, which I quite liked. Um, rule zero of character generation is player characters cannot be loyal to or have any sympathy for the corporations, the cops, 
or the capitalist system. <laughs> okay. You, they might find themselves reluctantly forced to do missions for them or their minions, but make no mistake, they are the enemy. Right. So I kind of like that in because one of the things I don't like in in cyberpunk play is when somebody is a willing, you know, member of a or or even hoping to get powerful within a corporation. I I kind of feel you've missed the point of the punk bit of cyberpunk. Maybe, um, yeah. Although yeah, often, yeah. although often those you, are those are punks who are aspirational about breaking <laughs> into the corporate to avoid having to be punks. So yeah. You know, it's the whole capitalist thing writ large, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, the illustration is um, lovely, as usual. There's a lot of pink and there's a lot of yellow. Uh, there's not enough gold yet. Okay. But there's a thing I've realised. Uh, people say that the Borg games are difficult to read. And I'm beginning to have some sympathy for them. This is slightly okay. clearer typography than you've got in Morkborg. But I realise that what makes them difficult to read is I keep turning the pages. So I start reading a thing and then I think, oh, I wonder what is going to be on the next page. That's not exactly, uh, that's not exactly the publisher's fault, then, is it? If you're, if you're, if you're so um, incapable of disciplining yourself to read a book properly, then, yeah. you know, what hope have they got? Poor bastards. Yeah, but they could make the pages less exciting, is I think what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> so could the be book, less incentive to turn the page. The book needs to be more boring for you to read it. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but the book so the book as I say, I think I love Merkborg better. Uh but I do the character sheets are very Merkborgy. But I'm just reaching away from the microphone here to pick up the thing I love. Ah. I'm just reaching for it. <laughs> and this is a wonderful thing. Um, so I I, um, I think you you know, you had to pay a little bit extra for this on the Kickstarter to get what was called the asset pack. Right. And the asset pack comes with character sheets, comes okay. with uh, yeah. a map of the city uh, itself, but it also comes with this location pad. And I thought this location pad was going to be a bit like the character sheet. So A5, quite small and crappy. Uh, but in a in a fun punky sort of way, and it's a um, a four ish or it's big. It's it's big. You have to hold it in two hands. Okay. And it's got pages and pages of uh, locations, um, some of which I think were stretch goals to the campaign itself. Some were kind of original ones. And these are these um, are like notable places in the city that you might go to. A bit like a, like mini adventure sites. Well, uh, not quite as fully worked out as no. a, as an adventure site. Those, those sorts of things are in the main rule book itself. But these mm. are a little bit of a floor plan. Uh, six things that you may find on this floor plan. Six things that um, uh, you... Well, uh, let us say three... Ta so it's got a floor plan and it's got three tables of... 1d6 things for things you can find in the location and it's meant to be disposable so you rip one of these floor plans out yeah whack it on the table everybody plays around it marks crosses on where they're going and whatever fight they're having um and then at the end of the adventure you screw that up and throw it away and there's another one so you've got um for example uh 
I think you've got two copies of everything. It's got a cargo ship, a clinic, a corporate office, a dive bar, um, clandestine drug lab, coffin hotel, derelict drilling rig, dilapidated amusement plaza, a dusk oasis, whatever the hell that is, Pele mm-hmm. Nielsen, um, street food vendors. And it's just got a bunch of locations. I can see using these in any sort of modern game. And... Um, and yeah, I can see. I I just love this. And it's you know these are it's like a pad of drawing paper, you know, loosely gummed at one edge, and yeah. um, just rip it out, use it, throw it away. Um, and I can see that concept being lovely for mm. other games as well. Yeah. So so essentially, I, I I didn't back Cyborg. Um, I got Merkborg kind of later on, <clears throat> and I I've loved reading it. And it's I'm holding it right now. It's a lovely, lovely little book. It's great to have it, you know, in your hands. I've not got any great desire to play it, um, <laughs> but there was an interesting thing actually, which is, has been um, has been playing on my mind a little bit lately. So as you know, I'm working on um, the next Alien book for Free League, and oh yes, there's there's a thing that's so games like Merc Boyer and. Um, Trying to think other other games that are kind of rules light and text light. Yeah, you're you're thinking of Death in Space, aren't you? And Death in Space. They yeah. um they bring an additional um task or burden on the GM to take the little snippets that you get and flesh them out. Yeah. Now that's fine, I like that. <clears throat> um <laughs> the, the the thing the thing that I'm I'm learning most, and this is a recurring theme, is word counts are complete bastards, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm struggling on word count. So well, so I, you so, should take a lesson from your collaborator um, Andrew Gasker on that. <laughs> or just Which ig- is, just ignore them. Just ignore the word. Count. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they go away. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I can't do that, unfortunately. Um, but so, so in trying to get more, bu- more, more bang for my word buck, um, yeah. I'm trying to emulate that style a little bit. But Alien, oh, right. but, yes. but Alien is a game where you don't really, up to now, get that approach because the scenarios mm. tend to be more fully. Quite um, explicit, explicit, in, in and explained, everything. and yeah. given quite a lot of detail. So I'm kind of hoping that that that, that you know, this approach is the right one for for <clears throat> for the Alien book because there's a lot that I've got. I want to get into not very many words, particularly mm. on the campaign side, and I, I think it works. I just have to hope that um, uh, the, the, that, the, Thomas the, agrees. that everyone else agrees. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, see. Uh, Actually, it's Nils now in charge. Nils is in charge, but Thomas is still involved. Yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, I think I'm sure they will, because again, they obviously like and um, endorse that kind of role play with things like Death in Space and Morkborg and, and and yeah, and Forbidden Lands is a bit like that as well. Um, yes. So it's just that traditionally, possibly because of the way Drew has has written stuff. Alien hasn't been quite that same feel about it, but I don't. Yeah, think, this is, I don't think there's a reason why it couldn't it? be. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an element actually with licensed games like this of 
and we talked about it when it first came out of people buying it because it's a kind of source book for the world yeah without necessarily having any um any inclination to to role play um mm. and there's still a lot of that in this book mm. which drew's written of course um but yeah so but yeah so i mean you know i i don't want to assume that alien gms are going to be unhappy about that because I yeah. guess the vast majority won't. Um, maybe brand new players who've come to role playing thanks to Alien might. It might be hopefully the next step in their GMing development if they haven't. If they're not doing that kind of thing already, which they probably are. So hopefully it's not going to be a problem. But I have I have kind of been noticing myself writing in a way that is is trying to get as I said get as much game into each sentence um as i yeah. can <clears throat> excellent well i think if 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 murkborg and those games have taught us all to write concisely and inspire the imagination then that that is a good thing yes oh yeah completely yeah yeah absolutely i agree um talking of which i'm also looking at the icon uh icon uh which is spelled i-k-h-o-n which yep. came with my cyborg, but it's actually for Morkborg. You may remember the story, or not being a major Morkborg fan, you may not, that this was printed in the last Kickstarter that they did. Um, but some wise ass at the printers went, hold on, these are four little black books with plain black covers on, and they've got printing on the inside. Surely the bit that reads The Old Dead should be on the outside of the book. And so they were printed with the colours, uh, with the covers kind of transposed, so that they could actually have a colour. the The point being, you're meant to pick one of these books at random, yeah, and then find out what the monster is inside, <laughs> and, and 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 it's effectively got kind of like monster attack tables in it. As um, as as we always say, assume makes an ass out of you and me. You and me, <laughs> and it, it's quite funny, of course, because um, so that you know that misprint came with. Um, with with this other game and some people have been getting reprinted dice with their copies of the ruins of the lost realm uh, yes for the i got thing. i got my um my reprinted dice i didn't get ruins of the lost realm i kind of wish i had actually well you know um frank one of our patrons i think has an extra copy to sell does he oh, okay cool i have to have a word with him uh, and <clears> i <throat> indeed um uh, got one off um one of our other patrons yeah Ireland. Um, and that was very nice. I don't know. I, I paid him 25 quid for it, postage included. I don't know how that compares with what I would have paid on the Kickstarter. But, yeah, I decided I wanted it in print after all. I generally don't go for kind of adventures in yeah. print. But, uh, I mean, it was interesting because I'd, I'd never, when I backed The One Ring, I backed it as, as a game that I wanted to have and have on my shelf, but not a game I yes, thought I'd ever play. but never to play. Exactly. But, then having been running it, I mean, I mean, it's having been reading through it and feeling, mm, this feels really nice. I like the look and feel of this. And then having run it at UK Games Expo, I, I, I yeah, I, I need to find some time to run a campaign of that. And actually, well, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in more of those publications. <clears throat> yeah, so it, my, my journey is pretty, pretty similar to yours, except for running at UK Games Expo, because I wasn't there. But you ran it before um, that, didn't you? You ran it at the, your but I, I've local run games it club for you? my colleagues at the game shop yeah. and had a whale of a time. And yes, I want to run it again. Um, you know, uh, Paul, one again, another one of our patrons, has promised to run it for us. But 
Talking with Paul and Craig, actually, after the last game of um, Tachyon Squadron that you, you missed, mm. uh, we've got the seed of an idea that I'm going to share with you and our listeners now. Okay. And see whether there's any attraction in it. You remember we did, uh, you did, Alien, uh, The Colony, yes. as a kind of West Marches campaign with Absolutely. the rotating um, players. Yep. Um, and the real challenge there being that, you know, you, you felt you had to kind of finish off the adventure within one and a half to two hours. Um, and it was quite intensive. And, um, yeah. And it was hard. Uh, it was hard work as a GM running that every two weeks, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <clears throat> I proposed a thing that's a bit like that. Anybody who wants to join in becomes part of, let us call it a fellowship. <laughs> Create a character and you're part of the gang. Then people take turns GMing. Right. Whoever turns up on the week to play, you know, I, I guess we need max five players or something like that. So the first five players put their name down that week, play in that session. Yeah. The only person committing to something is the GM who commits to playing out that whole adventure location. And we just run through some of the adventure locations we've got in the books and in um, the ruins of the Lost Realm. And take turns GMing. And so, you know, when you're GMing, obviously your character takes a back seat. Yeah. Whoever isn't isn't playing, their characters all kind of take a back seat too for that adventure. But then next week, if they are playing, they come forward. It isn't like they're lost in a different place or whatever. No. They've just, you know, the the camera hasn't been on them. Yeah. And um, so that's my kind of West Marshes-ish style of play um so that's about as far as we got in the discussion no i think that's um, i think that's a great idea and and actually in doing that and sharing the gm responsibilities particularly you 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 mm. take you take the burden off one person and you know it's um you know it's kind of like a drop in and play if you want to play yeah Um, exactly which i think is a, a great idea paul reckons the adventure sites would take um probably three or four of our evening sessions to run so that's okay. the commitment you need from a gm i think you know, to begin with they've got to they've got to be prepared to run three sessions I would think. this be weekly fortnightly do you think uh, i don't know we haven't got that far what do okay. you think weekly fortnightly i mean it may be better to do fortnightly although maybe it's better weekly and then uh, but um yeah we should talk with the patrons see who's yeah. interested in no it i think and, it's, uh, i think it's a very good idea because i mean i i've cool. I was hoping to restart Alien the Colony this calendar year. Obviously, mm. I haven't. Um, you know, there's been lots of Partly reasons. Partly because of communism, I guess. Or oh, 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 rather, not communism. But the Union of Progressive Peoples being less progressive and slightly more regressive in real life. True. <laughs> although I, although I think we could probably have, have, <clears throat> have, have skirted around that a little bit. Um, but also just the, the effort and the commitment to do it, I wasn't able to... to to line up the time to be able to to do it justice, um, I'd would like to do it again at some point. But maybe we could pick up this. You know, if if this works for 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 the One Ring, we could take this approach for Alien. It doesn't have to be me As GMing well, yeah. it, you know, at all. Because I think you know Tony GM'd one, Thomas GM'd another, so we could even do it exactly like yeah. this. Just have have a Andy volu- Brick was saying he'd DM yeah, one. Yeah, have a volunteer so, GM. Uh, so that might work. But yes, so I think doing a doing a, doing it like this and taking away some of that overhead for you know one person in particular is a uh, is a very good idea. Like it. Excellent. 
Um, yeah. Um, and, and so uh, the one thing, the Ruins of the Lost Realm is out. We should say that too. Yes. Uh, it's got a lovely map in it. I like it in hard, hardback. Um, yeah. Have a word with Frank. See if he can. I will. I'll me. ping him a message. Yeah. That'd be cool. <clears throat> Um, um, thing, um, did you did you get your your new the One Ring dice? I did. Yes. Yes. Good. I so tweeted I. them. I said these well, ones I'm, go down to one. I'm not on Twitter, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So nice to see those come. I'm keeping the other ones safe because I'm hoping that in 20 years' time the the misprinted ones will be collectible. And, I've already uh, got mine on eBay, mate, as collectibles. <laughs> I'm charging 200 quid for them. I've had no bids yet. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> yes. I know. Good, good to see them arrived. You know, it's a... I don't know what the where the problem arose, whether it was another assumption on the part of the printer or a communication I do wonder or... whether... Well, I don't know whether it was on the part of the printer, uh, but somebody somewhere made an assumption that, that, you know, I'm sure that they were specified with the... Um, one the to, eye of Sauron in ten. place of the eleven. Yeah, uh, but something went. Oh, that's that. No, but that's that's a critical fail. That's surely got to be on the one dice. Yeah, on the yeah. one face, and <clears> and did that, and nobody noticed. But I remember we had like the first hard copies when I was at Essen last year, and I was sh- I showed the dice to hundreds of excited Tolkien fans, and not one person, let alone. Um, uh, uh, Martin was there, who is the producer of the game. Uh, Francesco was there, who is the writer of the game. We were all admiring the dice. None of us and none of the other uh, participants uh, spotted the, yeah. the dice. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so the, the last thing just to say on World of Gaming is uh, the Free League's announcement about Pirate Borg. Pirate Borg. Uh-huh. Now, I, I Released know... on Talk Like a Pirate Day, that bit of news. Uh, I had an email with it in, and it's just disappeared. Yeah, I think you'll find that email is on the 19th of this month. So I, I had it there, and I think it's just... Uh... Anyway, I was going to say something about it based on the email, but I can't find the email now, so... Well, uh, can I say something? You look for the email and see if that reminds you what you were going to say. But I think it's an interesting approach that's happened a couple of times where an individual has kickstarted the game and only after it's been successful have they come to Free League yeah. for help in publishing it. Um, yes, that's interesting. Interesting approach, actually. Yeah. And I, and I don't know. Does it? Is it that Free League say, oh, we'll help you publish it? But it's better for you if you kickstart it as an individual. Um, or do they say, if you can do a successful Kickstarter, then we'll help you publish it? Or is it, as it seems, you know, on the public face, that it was successful, um, now freely you're interested in helping you publish it? I don't know. It's interesting because I think they, you know, they only have a certain amount of bandwidth mm. for, for doing stuff. So it would be very difficult for them, I think, to pick up something ad hoc um, in their schedule and then say, yes, we'll publish it. So I wonder whether there'd been conversations earlier on and they kind of left space to publish it if it was successful. Or, yeah. or they assumed it would be successful 
and left space in the schedule to 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 manage that publication um but i mean it looks lovely as as you'd expect i mean the um, I, I haven't backed it or anything. Um, I'm not going to, I don't think. I might pick it up. No, none of our patrons have backed it. But I might, it I might pick it up because it looks lovely one day. But yeah. so, again, some of the artwork is absolutely stunning. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd mention that that was, that was out there. If, uh, if, if and any, you've still any lost our... the... Um, you've still lost the... Uh, the email, yeah, you can't find. No, it. I found it now. Yeah, I've got it. Yep. But can you remember what what that was prompting you to say? Um. Well, just to mention it, really. Uh, right. There's nothing specific on it other than themselves. Some of the artwork that they're showing is actually really, really nice. Um, as it's interesting, it's not the only pirate thing that's going to be coming out in the not too distant future, because under the black sail is nearly there for um mm-hmm. for I guess they'll go for pre-order did they go for pre-order for war stories i can't remember now <clears throat> they did went from, for pre-order for from, war from fire and then and still got hit by the um the printing issues of the whole world yeah so that's been delayed that's been a bit delayed do you want, do you want to say a bit more about that as somebody close to the source oh um, talking of which you said you weren't on twitter i yeah this morning i woke up to find a message from one of our listeners um i think it was bagpuss the grognard uh, and somebody had said, oh, this War Stories looks interesting. And um, Bagpuss had linked us to it and said, so, okay. yeah, that's something to do with, uh, with with us. So that was cool. Cool. I um, So, um, uh, yeah, so the, the, the there's been obviously printing delays. The The work for all the content and layout is done. Um, I don't know how long it'll take them to get that to the point where they can issue the pdf to backers but it can't be very long now because i say um i've been involved in some of the proof work making sure that mm-hmm. um so the core book is all done and dusted some time ago they're finishing off rendezvous with destiny the campaign that i wrote i've been involved in that <clears throat> in recent weeks getting that in the right place making sure the uh, the text is right and the maps are are, are, are in the right place and the right uh yeah got all the right detail on them so all that is done um, layout should be finished by now, so um, any day soon, really. I, so I don't know what their their sort of PDF schedule is, but it can't be long. The print version obviously is going to be a month later than they'd said, possibly a bit longer than that because of um, issues with the printer. I don't have any insight into what they were, but obviously these are issues that everybody is facing. But they were still very hopeful that everyone would get the hard copy books in December, if not before. Mm. So fingers crossed everyone will have it before Christmas. Um, I did see a really interesting thing on Facebook, actually, where somebody had had run a game um, and had used Tabletop Simulator uh, uh, to to, to do it on an an online game, to do Tabletop Simulator using the assets from Bolt Action. And now I don't know how well that works whether you can create your own battlefields actually or whether you just get set battlefields that they they give you but if you could create your own on facebook it looks really good the images look great um and if you can create your own battlefields this might be a perfect perfect mechanism for people to run the campaign because you then just create the battlefield from the from the map 
and then play the players through it. And it looked great. And it, because it, it looked like a mini setup, it didn't look like no. a map. It looked like somebody had yeah. done a proper full, like, tabletop mini board game, skirmish game. And it looked great. So that's really quite exciting. If that is how well tabletop simulator using the bolt, um, bolt action assets can work, then it's the perfect way of kind of bringing that game to your table, you know, over the internet. Yeah, if, if you want to do that miniature yeah. thing, which I think a lot of War Stories players will want to do because I'm sure it's going to, you know... There's, but, I, but I think you can... Even if you don't want to go too miniature because, you know, the rules aren't written as a skirmish game, they're written as a role-playing game. But just mm-hmm. having that visual representation of the location and kind of where your characters are um, is is going to be really add to the entertainment, I think. It could be really, really add to the immersion of the game, which is great. Yeah. I'm, very, ex- I'm very excited for it to come out. I'm very excited to get a hard copy in my own hands. And I'm very excited to, to hear... What the players cool. feel once they get to um to dive into R- Rendezvous with Destiny, fingers and crossed. And if it comes like it. out in early December, and people have got it in their hands in time for Dragon Meat, will you be doing signings? Absolutely. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure it will. I'm not sure it will be widely no, available I, I, by then. I think people would be very la- lucky yeah. to have it. By but then. yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If you get if you get it in your hands, guys, and you you want it signed, then I I'm. I'm a I'm a signing whore. I'll sign anything. So you know. <laughs> and actually, talking of signing, we should maybe mention a little bit about Dragon Meat and Morkborg, shouldn't we? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, so this is this is kind of unconfirmed yet, but I think uh, you and I, Dave, will be running the free league store at Dragon Meat. That's correct. Yep. But um, Anna said we're getting a contingent from the Morkborg crowd. And quite a large contingent. We're getting food, a squad. Yeah, I think four of them are coming. Now, yeah. it's, they are going to be kind of using the Free League uh, booth and us as a kind of centre of gravity. But it's quite a small booth this year, so it's unlikely that there'll be a permanent yeah. presence. Yeah, we're going to be telling there. them to fuck off quite a lot. Because they'll we? be in the way. Yeah, exactly. They'll be yeah. a pain in the ass. Um, but I think we're also looking at doing book signings. Um, for mm-hmm. the Morkborg books but we'll need to work out the best time and then we'll advertise the time when that's going to happen so again if, you, if you're going to be at Dragon Meek Meet Dragon Meek if you're going to be at Dragon Meet and you want to get your Morkboyer stuff signed by the design team um, keep your eyes open and come along and they'll sign them for you that is brilliant Sounds brilliant good. right well that World of Gaming section took a lot longer that was than a big I expected one. yeah so shall we get straight into the meat of today's episode? Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, you and Millie had a, a great conversation the other day. Sadly, I couldn't make it. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, let's hear your chat. Yeah, you can listen now, Dave. I will. Welcome back to the Hammam, uh, Millie. Um, Millie, the GM, as you're known in the socials, will, um, at the end of the interview, we'll just remind everybody else where yeah, you are. Yeah, of course. In, yeah, in thank you. Thank you. It's very uh, nice to be back. Yeah, and w- there's exciting news that we've kind of missed. We've mentioned it on the show a couple mm, of times, yeah. I think, but uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it with you, and it's caught us slightly by surprise, I must admit. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. You and me both. <laughs> so it came. Um, so what you're talking about is the surprise of how successful it's been. Yes. But you did at least know that you were submitting it to this thing called Pocket Quest. 
Yeah, yeah, Pocket Quest, um, which was a thing done by Drive Through RPG, um, and it's the first time they've done anything like this. Uh, so it's basically like re- a, a, a games jam. It was a games yeah. jam. You've got twenty pages um, to make an RPG, and the theme this year was um, summer camp. And you've got, I think it was like five weeks or six weeks ish to do it. Um, and I know I heard about it via um, Twitter of all things. They like mm. they mentioned it once or twice on Twitter, um, and it was it, it it sort of caught me because it felt like that was like all right, this is a very finite, definite thing, um, a problem I frequently have. Um, yeah, you know, when, very, I, when I was at something said when you're limited. You could do creative stuff. When we say you can do whatever you want, everybody sits there with a blank page. Well, that well, that was the thing. So I, I found writing the you know the tales from the loop things that we were talking about last time I was on the show. Mm. Um, I I imposed upon myself a word count that I must complete the whole thing in, and that was the sort of and I, and I found more or less I could rattle through some ideas for that reasonably quickly. Although it did take me about eighteen months to do the whole thing I wanted to do, but that was you know faster than nothing. Um, so the the constraints of um, Pocket Quest were it can only be one PDF, can be no more than twenty pages long. Um, it must contain its its rule set completely. Like if we sit down to play whatever Pocket game, uh, Pocket Quest game you've got, I'm I don't need to have to refer to another book, PDF, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, it it must be contained, um, and it must be summer camp themed, and that was it. Cool. Yeah. Well, I must admit, because yeah, you and I have been uh, discussing summer camp and potentially doing a, a sort of big event, and I was thinking, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought, I know I've been a bit crap, or we've all been a bit crap about this, because there are more more than you and I involved, and we didn't mm-hmm. do it last year. And she just got really pissed off with us and done her summer camp ideas. But then I realised that no. everything else was coming out with summer camp as well. So that was the thing yeah. set by drive through. Yeah, so um, Lisa, who is, I think she's technically like the community manager or, um, forgive me, Lisa, I know you've got a proper title, but um, I just think you're a lovely person who helps a lot of people on Twitter um, and does that kind of stuff. Um, they set the the theme. Uh, mm-hmm. And so long as there was an element of summer camp in the game, you could... you could Do anything do, around that. Do anything you want. So I... Um, I did it around for about two weeks about, oh, what do I seem to do? Is it, is it a fantasy one where people kind of put together, you know, become uh, adventurers, like how to go from level zero to level one? Do we do that? Or uh, do we do something like this or that? And so in the end, I just put on Twitter, like, what theme should I do, uh, please? Did you list uh, some out? Or... I, I, made a, I made a poll. And it oh, was uh, like yeah. sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. That was it. And sci-fi one which then went oh, all right so let's do um sci-camp psychic mm-hmm. kids at summer camp um and um i know i had about six weeks to do it but i really just sort of did it in the three and a half going ah <laughs> at my laptop ah ah that's good um, three and a half and then rest for a bit and then look at it again yeah. is that what you did yeah yeah, so so I did I did that. I submitted it a tiny bit early because I was just like, oh, if I'm going to wait until the last minute to submit it, I'm never going to submit it. Yeah. Um, so I submitted it a little bit early. Um, and we went with the theme of like kids with 
sort of psychic potential like we don't quite know how our psychic potential you know that kind of stuff so um and use the year zero engine um ogl and just so sort of yeah like let's talk about that because we're a year zero engine podcast yeah was that your first thought use year zero engine or did you were other ones in the running do you think about pbta or something like that um I think I went with the year zero engine because that's the one I know the best. Like um, I was looking at some other stuff and I know a lot of other, other folks who wrote their own, just came up with their own sort of um, mini system, mini system. And I was like, mm. oof, that, that seems like a lot of heavy lifting. I've got a real thing. So I got the, the year zero engine. It's got this lovely Google docs version of it and literally just started copying this i want i want this page right okay i'm gonna all right i need to cut this down to that and i'm not interested about talent so that can go out the window um not interested in um like you know the um, forgotten forgotten realms no is that not it? yeah forgotten um, realms? Uh, no, forbidden, for, forbidden, forbidden realms. lands you mean yes forbidden lands sorry there's my D falling into it there <laughs> um forbidden lands um with the willpower and that kind of stuff but maybe we do want a little bit of whip and the sort of went around that a bit um and then decided that maybe i want a little bit of like the coriolis you know when you push after you've prayed you get extra dice yep um, and then maybe we want a little bit of the panic table style stuff because that's always fun when you make uh, kind of, oh, my God, I've rolled the face. I go, ah, no, kind of thing. So maybe we want to have a little bit of a riff on that. That's fun. Um, I really like in Tales from the Loop, uh, the sort of you can you can run the gamut of like a really cozy sort of Enid Blyton style adventure in it or yeah. – all the way across to something spooky, terrifying, stranger things kind of adventure in it. So yeah. let's try and keep it that sort of loose and maybe we could run something that's, um, you know, just like cute x Men style kids' school summer camp or something stranger things weird summer camp. Let's not sort of dictate the, the genre we're in aside from brain okay, kids. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to test... Uh, and you may prove that um, you're either older than you look or that I'm just a very old man, but there's a certain mm -hmm. aesthetic in the design, particularly mm -hmm. in your NPC illustrations. And I'm I'm just going to remind you what they look like. Uh, these fellows here where yeah. I'm sure yeah. um, various um, colleagues and friends of yours have had their photo taken and you've quickly photoshopped uh -huh. it. Um, but yeah. you've made it look very much like um, an ITV show that was around when I was a kid called Tomorrow People. It was rebooted on <gasps> oh, an American yeah. thing. Uh, um, I think, yeah, I remember Tomorrow People. Yeah, oh, so that and was had, a like, conscious influence, was it? Do you think? Or I don't know if it was conscious. I definitely remember the Tomorrow People. One of them could like teleport somewhere, couldn't he? Oh, they could Am teleport. Yeah, the there was a lot of teleporting going about because it, it was teleport. cheap. They only had a small studio. Yeah. And then there was, the, yeah. Um, um, they all had telepathy, I think, and, uh, yeah, and other psychic had... powers, I seem to remember. Yeah. I mean, there's a very large element of that sort of kids' TV kind of stuff in it because I loved all that stuff. Mm. There was, I remember, I don't know if it was Tomorrow People, but I always remember there was one kids' TV show where the guy could hover his hands over a keyboard and just get the computer to do anything. <laughs> and, that sounds and that's very much did. like it. 
tomorrow people thing, but there's a lot yeah. of kids TV out there, so I can't be sure. Yeah, and he just ho- hovers his hands, and you, and like they must have had like um, motors under the keyboard because the keys would move as well, and the t- <laughs> this, you know the cathode ray was like that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, definitely, there's definitely a big element of that sort of stuff in it, um, as well as like weird stuff like a Umbrella Academy, you know, where like the, yeah. you're these twelve special kids or. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, space camp was in there because, you know, you've got these kids and then they're, they're flung into like a, an, an exceptional circumstance where that kind of stuff happens and, and suddenly they're, you know, really cool at doing everything um, sort of thing. Uh, so there's all that sort of retro kind of feel to it, which again is probably why I love Tales from the Loop and things from the float so much. But yeah, definitely. And it seems to me, looking at the system, that it's, pretty close to tales from the loop yeah yeah but there's no hit points and no none of that kind of job there are there. conditions we love conditions yeah. in this house uh, yeah particularly for kids conditions drama. but they've um, also got mishaps how tell me how mishaps work all right so so the idea of mishaps was um i i find the the panic tables in alien really fun mm. um also um sometimes um like sometimes I get a bit like, oh, you pushed it and nothing happened. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, and so it becomes a little bit like um, doesn't matter if you put you push the roll. And yeah. it, so so with the so, mishaps. Um, so mishap uh, is triggered when you push a roll and still fail. Is that it? Yeah, push your roll and roll a one. Like it's it's oh, it's right. a panic. It's a panic. It's, you know, for, it's a panic. Um, but it's only on like your psychic dice. Like if you choose to just do something physically, like I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm just gonna chat with this person, and you can push the roll for that. Um, and uh, it turns out that this person is like, no kid, you can't have an extra sweets. Um, but if I decide to use my mind powers because I'm a psychic powered kid, um, and they seem to be particularly resolute against me getting extra sweets, so I push my mind powers a little bit more. Um, there's a chance that there will be a mishap, which could be anything from like, I don't know, I'm sick or mm. a pat. I've got a nosebleed. Or, uh, yeah, I've got a nosebleed. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the idea behind that. And then also, um, if somebody wants to help you or somebody wants to assist you, they've got a choice as well. They can assist you by physical, like mundane means, yeah. is I think the way I explained it. Um so uh, if, yeah we all want extra sweets big puppy dog eyes you know that's that's just mundane but um i'm gonna um assist my friend uh psychically uh by giving that you know boosting their psychic powers or something um and i also get a nosebleed because we failed we we, mm. we had a mishap so but there's an extra chance that that might happen <laughs> i'm sort of going backwards on the rules if i help you psychically you get extra dice so if I yeah. help you psychically, there's a bigger chance, more stuff. But obviously, those psychic dice are the ones that trigger mishaps ones, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, the risk reward on on that is cool. Probably... Now I notice, unlike mm-hmm. uh, stress dice, with stress dice, um, the table goes up, and the higher number you get when you make your stress roll, modified by the number of stress dice you've got you know the worst things get to be this uh-huh. is the opposite it looks to me like uh you this, know, more than this 13 is, because... is no effect 
This is because I have this thing, right? You say, you know, you know, uh, when we're rolling dice, we want big numbers. We want sixes. Sixes yeah. are good. Sixes are successes. But, <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to um, panic tables, yeah. it's the other way around. And that just bugs me. <laughs> so this is my game. So I made it so that big numbers are good and low numbers are bad. I just decided to do that. That was it. <laughs> That's cool. the logic there. I like it when it... St- it Every time I roll on those charts, you know, anyway. Cool. We well, it's interesting. I, you know, so we, we've got a mishap mechanic in Tales of the Old West, and mm-hmm. I can't remember which way those tables go. But with you in mind, Midi, as a potential customer, I'm going to have to make sure <laughs> that big numbers are better. That may not work. I can't remember how we've, we've done it. Um, it, but... it used to bug me in, in like, um, old D&D, right? Um, so you'd have the percentage push bars, um, lift gates. Yeah. You'd roll under that percentage. Whereas everything else you roll rolled up. over. Yeah. Yeah. It used to just bug me in that. I should be like, it's the wrong way around. You know, this kid just being like, no, this is wrong. I wouldn't to roll a high number, make it the other. All you have to do is like lower your percentage each time, you know, you yeah. fail yeah. chance or something. But yeah. no. Anyway, that's where that comes from. My pedantic. Cool. Um, that, that's good. So how does that work? So how am I deriving this number? I've I've, I've done a psychic roll. I've All failed. Right, let me have to get my own rules out now. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. So it's to do with your raw psi, um, yeah. which is this kind of limit. Um, um, it's a little bit like luck from from tales. Right. Um, yeah. um, you have a finite amount of raw psi, uh, and the the idea behind that is. Um, the more raw, raw sciotic power you've got, the less you've sort of defined how to to channel your powers versus right. somebody who's more practiced will have a bigger psi pool, but we'll a have, smaller amount. Um, they dice in particular skills of psi, but they don't have, they have a smaller amount of raw psi. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, you push your roll um, with your psychic powers. Uh, one of them comes with a one. Um, the psychic dice come up with a one, and that triggers your mishap. Um, then you got to roll one d six and add your current um, raw sight score to that to generate the number. And then your your storyteller, your GM, looks that up on a chart. Right. Uh, that's it. Well, the thing you say that looked very simple, but the thing that slightly confused me, and this may mm. be a typo, so forgive me if I'm embarrassing you with this one. The table says right. one or lower. So I thought, are there any negative modifiers? Can you have negative um, raw psi? I, you know, I don't know, which is why <laughs> I can't, like, there was, there's obviously like I've hacked bits out of it. And, and I always think when I was writing this specific thing, like this might be the mishap chart for this summer, this adventure. Right. Next year. Next summer adventure, your storyteller might change it up a bit. Yeah. Or, or you could go. You could go and have a different summer camp. So you know, you could you where know, you go over for summer camp wars or whatever it yeah. is, and you go over to another you know holiday. Camp Geffen or and, something. Yeah, and they they've got slightly different dampeners or weird mm. technology that might mess with it, or you know, you could be in the upside down and. um it's one of the things that i don't like about the panic table is i worry that eventually it'll get too saney there need to be more contextual panic tables um in in alien Mm -hmm. 
So that's good. I like that. that. Was, I like that. Yeah. So maybe the rules will change and maybe there'll be a, 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 a one or lower type um, thing. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely element when I was playing um, Frontier War, right, where yeah. you always have a, a player or two who are really good at remembering things and they're like, uh, it's all right. I've only got three stress, so it can't be worse than that. That's it. I'll just push. Yeah. And then you're like, but that, no. <laughs> Don't be, don't be logical. Um, <laughs> but so, so what do you do? You enable your your game to have, you know, slightly yeah. different, slightly different, different opportunities. Active. Yeah, um, that was that was the logic with with that. Um, so as it's currently written in the Pocket Quest version, um, she says as if perhaps they're gonna write a different version. Uh, uh, there's no way to get like minus like zero or minus one or anything like that but that's nothing to say to your your gm like you know i'll take a minus on my side if i can yeah please please yeah that kind of stuff cool Um, so anyway you submitted this now remind me mm -hmm. when when this was it was what about um so it was submitted to drive through on something like the 26th of july um because the because it's not a um because it's not a workshop or a, um, a community content. This is this is like we're publishing official yeah, our it's, own it's content. You. It's Millie the GM. Yeah, um, it takes, and this was the first one I was submitting. I don't know whether it's quicker once you've done more. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh no, we trust this first person. It takes a day or two to be submitted and approved by by drive through. So I was like, all right, let's get it in on like the twenty sixth or something. Let's get it in early. Um, go do the day job. Blah blah blah. Um, and I think mine was put published on like the thursday set live on the thursday and pocket quest started on the friday or it went on the friday and pocket quest started so it had like an extra day available mm. kind of thing um and it started at number one yeah and it stayed at number one though for for ages stayed at number one except for one day where cubicle seven took over <laughs> and then the next day it was back at number one it's just boggling i'm just what this is just you know and it's the whole imposter syndrome thing of like this is this is just the game i was shouting at people about last week being like what's the maths on this and my husband being very um calm and calm he's going that doesn't matter sweetheart. It's fine just, just put that number in there that'd be good uh you know that kind of stuff this picture looks stupid no no it looks fine it's fine just put that you know that kind of stuff how do you spell this kind of thing um yeah. And yeah, it stayed. It was at number one. Um, and then um, I don't know whether you know Eric Campbell. Uh, I'm he, aware he... of Eric Campbell. He's a very famous streamer mm. and author of yeah. D&D stuff. Author of stuff. Yeah. Um, so he was doing, he does this thing in the morning. Like, um, he streams in the morning. It's Eric's coffee, like coffee and chat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and every now and again, he like drops in on Drive-Thru RPG and goes, oh, what's what's new on what's Drive-Thru new RPG? Um, and I've got I've got a link to the to the clip where he does it. He goes, "What's that? Psycamp? That's eight dollars. I'm gonna buy it." <laughs> and he bought it on stream, and he looked through the PDF on stream, and he was like, "Oh, this is brilliant! This is great! Oh, this is right! We're gonna play this live on stream." And um, I watched the thing back with like horrified, you know that that sort of hands yeah. on cheeks, um, Home Alone style face, like, "Oh my god, please no!" You know, just out of like fear. Um, and then he tweeted me. He was like, "This is great." Um, cool. And I, and I has he paid, like, has, has he streamed it? 
Um, I I don't think he has, and I I would hope he would would tweet me if he did. Yeah. Um, but I know I know they have like schedules like yeah. way months for, in advance, months in advance, and that kind of stuff. Because I know I know some folks were trying to plan some things for them. And um, it was like, oh, yeah, you remember we were talking about that like six months ago. It's live now kind of thing. Mm. Um, but um, so to my knowledge, he has not yet um, played it, streamed it, recorded it, whatever he fancies. Um, but, yeah, he bought it live on stream and was telling everybody it was great. And that was like terrifying. Oh. Did you um, see a boost in sales after that? Um, I think I had like five or six sales um, at the same time as because I – because obviously drive through pinpoint stuff and you can, yeah. you know, and computer enhance, um, you can see which number he was. So you can then see that. Yeah. Like a few folks, um, a few folks picked it up, a few folks shared it, which then, you know, trickled through. Um, and that was, that was insane. That was, that was weird. Um, and cool. Cause I and cool. Yeah. Cool. It was very cool. Very cool. But also very like, what, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, cause I was like, obviously medals and stuff on drive through with everything yeah. I do. And I was like, if it gets to the end of the month and I've made copper, that'd That's be great. Enough. Yeah, be that'll lovely. do. That's a goal. That's something to promote for. And I think I did it in like a week. <laughs> and so I had to lie down on the floor for a bit with my husband sort of being like, are you all right, my love? Like, no, no. And, and the key um, thing and- we should say with these badges is it's tougher, the more expensive you are. So I think mm. I did copper in a day on, on one of mine, but it was because it was 50p. Uh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that was the thing. Like, um, I think I was one of the, the top six most expensive games in Parker Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only at $8. Uh, a whole host of folks would pay what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is no um, good for your badges. Well, if they well, download yeah, it no, for free, so- you don't get anything. You don't get any badges for that. It has to be like 20 cents or something. Um, But there was, um, uh, for folks who do publish on DriveThru, and and there is a a secret DriveThru Discord for people who write for on DriveThru, and that had a wonderful uh, Pocket Quest channel where folks were talking backwards and forwards. Um, and even in there, like everybody was like, just just put it on for a dollar. Why are you pay what you want to, to the publishers who want you know where like don't do it you've you've spent a month making a thing just a dollar just you know that kind of stuff but that's what yeah you i don't, I don't understand why anybody does pay what you want it, it suggests to me and we've talked about this before so let's not bore our audience again but let's it suggests to me that you don't have any value in the work you've done i feel hmm. Um, One of the things that um, they were suggesting, like if you are concerned that folks won't have the same sort of value on your your piece as you do, and you you think you won't get, is put it on for a dollar or two, but make that you know in the you can preview the PDF. Yeah, make your whole PDF in the preview, so somebody yeah. could li- literally read it before they decide to pay you a dollar. But they ha- if they want to keep it and download it, they still have to pay you a dollar, which is, you know, in terms of of publishing something like pocket quest that's 70 cents which is better than your community content so is... you put it down for eight dollars yeah what brought you to that number i'm always curious um, about what goes on i mean you've explained was... why you didn't do it for free but why why didn't you yeah. do it for a dollar why did you do it for eight dollars what i was i was looking at like i've so i've published the the Lancashire Loop stuff, my Tales from Loop thing. They are based on their word count. I think they're all up at like two dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and Psycamp is about four of them. So if right. I'm value, and that was it, that was oh. it. 
Right. right. Like just, just um, there, that, that'll do. Um, if it doesn't sell any of them, everybody's really grumpy about it. I'll just put it on sale forever. Yeah. Um, was, the, was the other Which thought. is the other thing you can do. You can always lower the price, can't you? Mm, but yeah, it's hard you to raise it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it was. it's four, four times the amount of a, a Tales from the Loop mystery I wrote. So $8 it is. There yeah. we go. I think it was 9,583 words. Cool. Plus some pictures. Cool. And now I have a friend who has a kind of a, a value judgment of however many pages, how many pence per page that is, or cents per page that is. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember um, exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, there was there was some really healthy debate in the in the Pocket Quest um, Discord channel about that kind of stuff, and um, there is one absolutely stunning um, one. Like the the guy who did his own art for it. I remember looking at it and being like, "Why is this pay what you want? You must have put hours in these these like this. Why?" Um, but they were just like, "You know, I just wanted to make sure as many people saw it." Buddy, buddy, why? Um, yeah. But yeah, I was one of the more expensive ones. Um, so I've just done, if it's 20 pages and you charged $8 for it, that's 40 cents a page. Yeah. Which is by no means unreasonable. No, it's not. Especially when you, you look at maybe the folks who do like the one page RPG for a dollar. Yeah. You one page, then that's a whole dollar. That's 100 but what, cents yeah, for a page. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So it, it's it's a... It's not a, an exorbitant amount. It's, I think, given given what you got in it, $8. I I think you'd maybe get two or three sessions out of it at most, the way it's currently written. Um, I don't think you could do more than maybe a, a couple of sessions. It's a mm. nice thing to maybe do whilst you're waiting for the next Coriolis book to come yeah. out. Oh, cool. Yeah, we need, need a lot more <laughs> sessions than that. <laughs> I was being hopeful. I heard the next bit about it, and I was at, at Expo when they did the. And anyway, like, oh, or did they say at Expo about it? Yeah, because they, they I asked it. Thomas about it after our last interview, and he said, "Oh, you have to speak to Costa," and that got me <gasps> really worried. Yeah, no, he was there. Costa was, was there. there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, what did he um, say yeah. then? Um, something Horizon in Flames. I think it was it was mm. mentioned as. Um and. Uh, I think it's coming out early next year. I have to go back and listen, see what I said. To, it's a group message. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, um, so I don't think, you know, it will, going back to Psycamp, um, I don't think it would last more than that, mm. uh, more than a couple of sessions kind of thing. Um, but it, it's it been, been crazy popular. Like, it was at number one. For the yeah. whole of August, on the front page of Drive Through RPG, sending me into small anxiety spirals about it. Like maybe <laughs> and it's right someone on the front from page even as we speak, because yeah, they've got this banner for um, the Year Zero sale they're doing this week, and yes. it's got Alien on it. That's quite a good game. I've heard quite popular. A number uh, of people. That's, have that's that. very popular. And and it's got yeah. another. Has it got Versen on it? I can't remember what's the. Verson on it, yeah, Versen beautiful, it, which wonderful, again, very popular Year Zero game. game. And there's a third game there, which is Psycho. It's my game. <laughs> what? How did that happen? Um, yeah, so so towards the end of of um, 
pocket quest. Um, mm. Again, Lisa, who who arranges all these things, is like, um, I noticed you opted out, opted out of site-wide sales. Is that a, a thing you're bothered about? Uh, I was like, no, I probably just not knowing what the publisher settings are, to be mm. honest. It's like, oh, great, because there is um, a year zero uh, sale coming up soon. Um, we're going to include your game in it because it's a year zero engine game. I was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, no worries. Um, now that I thought, you know, when they have the sales, there's yeah. hundreds of things in it and, and you just have to scroll through it. No, there I am on the banner. Well, <laughs> I, I'm genuinely worried like Anna from Free League is going to come to my house and be like, no, you have to stop. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. What, what are you doing? They, they OGL'd it. They OGL'd it. It's No, I know. I know. It's <laughs> it's all cushy. <laughs> genuine. You know when you make something sometimes and you're like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> what if they see? <laughs> what are they going to do? Um, um, but then on the other hand, um, I saw on Facebook, uh, on socials earlier, um, Pirate Borg. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Yes, Pirate yes. Borg, which this is, is today's a, a, news as we record. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure you will have mentioned in World of Gaming um, before, before. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to Pirate mention Borg. it again this week, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my husband, um, who is ever the champion for me, was like, oh, see, look, they're publishing third party things. You need to write a, long, a longer side camp now so they can publish it for you. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't terrify me. Um, so, so yeah. So, well, it, no, I think, you know, that, that, that is the future, isn't it? Surely that, um, yeah, expand the side I mean, camp. Yeah. It like, like 120 pages or something. And, um, add in some talents, put in some XP. You know, define a few things a bit more. Um, write up some NPC. Maybe a bit of a campaign or something like that. A few other camps, yeah, and yeah. locations. Camps, locations, bit of conspiracy, that kind of stuff. Love a bit of conspiracy. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit there on the front page. You log into drive through at the minute, and it's it's like there it is, summer sale, year zero engine. Moo. <laughs> and I will Moo. say to our listeners, this isn't coming out until the sale's over. So if you wanted to get it cheap, then you've got nothing. Unless you get in touch with Millie and she sends you a discount code. I don't know whether you can do, do you know, that. Yeah. Do you know, we could, we could set up a, uh, an effect patron discount if we if you want. And um, I'll, go and, I'll go and fling it in the effect patron discord. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant idea. And then if anybody wants a discount, they know where to come and with their patron money. Yeah, um, just head over. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's... yeah, it may cost you more to join the patron than it does to. Uh, uh... <laughs> yes. Nobody needs. Well, I think most of our patrons have bought it. I, I, I know. No, that's amazing. Thank you so much, of, folks. So, um, um, so that's it was, great. Yeah, it, it's been a wild ride, um, and I, I, I think it's going to take to like the end of like November for me to just kind of come to terms with it. Because come it's, down off your cloud. <laughs> Yeah, it's been so weird. Like I was, I remember, like we started, um, we started Pocket Quest, and I remember being like, "Oh, it's because I I submitted a day or so early, mm-hmm. and uh, two or three of my friends bought it before it was even live, so it's got a good sale to for the metrics. I'll drop off soon, and then you know, as more things become active for it and that kind of stuff, and and I was like, "Oh no, any time now, it's any, just going to disappear." Any- Oh, yeah, Cubicle 7 gonna... have arrived with their pocket yeah. quest. <laughs> yeah, their pocket quest was crazy cheap as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh it's kind of and then it didn't and then it didn't it didn't and then and then obviously like pocket quest ended and there's like two weeks of like nothing because you're not on the front page of drive through and you're an indie creator you have to spend serious effort chilling yourself to make sure it's in people's faces for them to go we will of course be giving a link in the show notes oh awesome thank you so much um but you have to do that and i didn't because i was just like oh well that's (laughs) over now phew um and and knowing that the the sale is coming up and being like, ah, oh, you know, like two or three more, that'll be great. It'll be thing. And there it is on a banner. And I'm now I'm just like, oh, what? This is like I don't I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I'm more just like, what? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and then and then I've had like um, there's been a review that's really nice, and they say nice things, and the comments are mostly nice and say nice things, and I'm just like. This is this is not helping me be terrified of writing. Deal with things, my imposter please. syndrome. Yeah, I like to be an imposter. I'm afraid to be I an like, imposter. I like Don't to tell me people actually obscurity. like this stuff. Cool. So, it, what are your plans? Really... Um, well, let's let's just get, stick with the pocket quest for a moment. Are they going to run it again next year? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it. Um, the whole the whole hope is to to run it every year with a new theme. Um, so yeah. it'll you'll write in July and you'll publish it in August, um, which I think sounds like it hits like a quiet period for for them. Maybe maybe the, the yeah. I'm thinking quiet. That, um, it's not. It wasn't a very active period for us because there's people on holidays and stuff like mm, that. Because there's so we're not doing much. Like Christmas streaming. in July on the on the site, isn't it? Yeah. Christmas in July on drive through. Then there's nothing in August, and then you've got the spooky season, yeah, trick or treat stuff that yeah. comes in that that kind of thing. So I think August in terms of like drive through means mm. it's quite quite chill. So for their side of things, having pocket quest seems like a good thing to to kind of fit in there. Yeah. Um, and from and um, from that, like so many folk who have never published on drive through did it like i've done i've done workshop stuff but that's not a publisher account that's yeah. just you throw in that kind of stuff so actually getting into the publisher side of things and and setting up that now we've done it it's less scary so maybe i'll do another one you know yeah. that kind of stuff maybe we'll write some more stuff maybe we'll do another pocket quest maybe we'll you know that space king arthur thing i keep twittering yes. on about maybe i'll actually pull my pull my socks up and and write some more of that um cool so so yeah pocket quest uh, from, from what i gather is going to be a yearly thing for drive through and it was good it was great folks Brilliant. around it was great community have, was great have you got any other plans for creating um, games and stuff any more tales from the loop or anything like that i wanna like i want to go back to the tales from the loop stuff and um because i did a lancashire gazetteer yeah. To for the alternate to Lancashire together, as it were. Yeah. To to give you a setting for it. I want to go back and draw some more pictures for that. Um, do a little bit more like bump that up a bit. Um I don't know whether I've got any more any more loop, but maybe do some things for the flood for it. Maybe do mm. some sort sort of darker, darker spooky stuff for that. Um I've got this weird King Arthur in space thing that I keep writing in a Google document, but then going, Oh, how do I have I done that wrong? Have I made that too complicated? Maybe I should do this in 2D20. No, I don't like 2D20. So no, I don't nobody do likes that. 2D20. No, lots of people like 2D20. Lots of folks like nobody 2D20. Nobody on this podcast but they, likes 2D20. <laughs> but they have just published uh, or are in the process yeah, of publishing their, the, uh, their OGL. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Um, and and then, yeah, definitely, definitely give um, 
Psy camp, a, a little thicker. A bit of a... Yeah, some talents maybe, some XP, a bit of more setting and location. Maybe draw some pictures. Maybe get someone to draw some pictures. I don't know. That kind of stuff. But just just have a go, yeah. Yeah. Well, spend all your hard-earned Psy camp money on It's artists. actually taking me to Essen. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually that's my that's my spending money for Essen now. Right. Okay. That's 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 that that's great. Actually, that's good. A real real concrete benefit. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so you're going to be in Essen. Let's briefly talk about that because I was there last year. Uh, you're going to be with yeah. the UK Games Expo booth. Yeah, I'm right. going to be on the UK Games Expo booth. Um, which I know folks would be like, why does the UK Game Expo need a booth at Essen? Uh, largely to talk to exhibitors and be like, come to come to the UK next next year. Yeah, come, and Essen is a lot more like a real genuine trade show in that there's loads mm. of companies offering services to games publishers and designers and stuff like that. So yeah. it's quite right that UK Games yeah. Expo should be there. It is. It is a very different vibe to even to like Aircon or, or other like events like, mm. like you know that kind of stuff very different vibe um you know on the one hand you've got like me looking for an expansion for pocket uh, no po potion explosion then the other kind you've got another guy who's buying like i'll have 300 copies of that to send to my store in south africa yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like oh, okay yeah that was a bit that was a bit odd um there's 30 euros thanks um <laughs> Yeah, very different vibe than than um, other places. And I always got frustrated. Like, I think this is like the third, maybe the fourth time I've been to Essen. Um, and the first time I went, if you don't arrange beforehand, I'm going to meet you at this hotel at seven o'clock to play these games. You're not playing any games at Essen. No. Everything no. is not at the site. You have to go away and do it. Yeah, so actually, like, you're right. That is it. There's, there's hardly any space dedicated to playing games, is there? It's all true. No, there's, there's no, there's no like open gaming at Essen, mm. um, which was the first thing. Like, and even um, like the demo spaces on the get on the show floor at, at booths, a lot of them are like we can only play five rounds because yeah, um, everybody's got to have a this turn. list of folks who want yeah yeah um, or. Uh, like um, the the burger bar where you'll go in the trade hall. They're like, nope, no games. Put them away. You're not mm -hmm. playing games on this table. You're going to eat your food and then you're going to go away. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it really struck me as, as odd the, the first time. Um, very different vibe. Very, very expensive. Yes. <laughs> buy all these games. Yeah. Bring them all home. Gonna regret and there is that thing instantly. as well that I, I've never seen before where uh, DHL or somebody like that are there basically mm. selling you yeah. crates for all the all the games you've bought and they'll ship them home for you. Yeah. At a cost. Well, going back to this chap, this chap who, who like people think I'm, I'm joking. No, there's genuinely a chap who's like, I want 300 copies of this to send to my stores in South Africa. Yeah. He basically hired a conference room and that was where he was storing his pallets of games. <laughs> and at the end of the con, he cling filmed them all up and he had a freight company come collect them. I was like, is that, is that, it's like, this is the only place I get my stock for the year. This is what I do. I have to pick it all up. I have to make sure um, I've got it all. And if it's not here, it's not getting sold at my game stores. Mm. And he ships them all back to South Africa. And that's what he does. It's a business trip for it. Like a, yeah. a mercenary business trip. What's the discount on 300 of these? What's this? Teach me it. Why is it going to sell me? And, it, and folks are like, oh, okay. Kind of thing. Whereas yeah. you come to like a, a UK con and we're like, 
Yeah, no, it's great. Sit down. Let's play a game. Come here. Yes. Come here. Come here. We're hobbits. We're going on an adventure. Come here. Yeah, before, I mean, you're, you're of course, an old UK Games Expo hand, but I always mm. imagine that UK Games Expo is like that, but actually it isn't at all. I mean, it's got the kind of preview evening for the trade, but... Yeah, there's... There's a preview evening and there's there's like stuff where you can be like, oh, I've got this game. Do you think you might like to make it for me? And, you know, there are some elements of that, but it is very much a, a consumer-facing event rather mm. than a trade-facing event. Um, so very different vibes. But it's huge, Essen. I'm going to it's be in, there. It's huge. It's hall yeah, after just, hall just, after hall. Yeah, I just play. And some of them, are, you're like boggled at the scale of it. Um, and then you get down. I think I think I'm going to be in hall four, hall five. Um, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Far in a back corner. Nobody, you know, not, we don't need a big fancy stand. People are going to come to us to talk about Expo 23, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, or come and get a cup of tea. Tea urn on. Come and get a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, get your tea at the UK Games Expo stand. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I remember. Um, looking looking for a decent in fact in in a previous podcast we've got my quest for a decent cup of coffee at uk games expo is one of our features recorded live as it happened um yeah um so yeah hall hall four stand 102 there we go excellent that's where that's where expo will be 102 that is where Mm. millie will be selling copies of site no 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 this is where you'll be selling uk games (laughs) you know i I slightly thought about this because obviously um, Richard Denning, who's one of the directors of the UK Games Expo, also has his own stand at Essen for Medusa Games. And I was like, I wonder if I could get get some printed. But unfortunately, I, I I did submit like the PDFs to to do the print on demand stuff, but I messed the PDF, so my proof is wrong. Oh, and now I've ran out of time to get it, it right and get. But so so there was a thought, but no, not this time, not this time. Next time, next time, next time. Yeah. So, um, uh, what else? What's your fr- so? Of course, you do a lot of streaming. You're streaming a lot with mm-hmm. Garblag Games at the moment. Yes. Have you got anything yeah. to tell the Pink audience about in terms of streaming? Uh, if you want to come and see our disaster of the Cyclade Dance, um, we stream 9 p.m. GMT BST, 9 p.m. British time. Um, we've just on what day? What on Tuesdays? Tuesday. Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Tuesdays, um, twitch.tv forward slash Garbler Games. Um, we have just started the, the Cyclade Dance. Um, we're off to, um, oh no, I've put the book away. Uh, we're off to Dabaran. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're just off to there. Um, um, one of the characters. The, um, the, uh, what about the children or whatever it's called? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we've got to go and find um, the Dars missing kids. Cool. Uh, one of our one of our players' characters is a native of Dabaran, so it's like a home trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where that literally just started. The that. Um, and you're GMing that. Yes, I'm the GM for my sins. Mm-hmm. Um, my my uh, ever loving chaos husband is one of the characters, um, and Ben and Pete from from Garblag are, are the other two players as well. Yeah. No, it's good. We've we've been played. We played through the whole of the first book. Um, we've found black, uh, green, emerald discs, and making our own wild assumptions on what's going on. And um, I'm just going to frantically change things in the background to make things to make fit. It all fit. 
um but yeah no it's great i really love the i love the book i'm looking forward to how they i'm looking forward to the end yeah and seeing yeah spoilers um, yeah, I'm fire. looking forward to the end of whatever the, that means i i yeah some of the art they showed in the in the free league for it was great mm-hmm. um we shall have to get costa to come and do us an interview as well get all the do, yeah costa. i want i want to hear that that interview i want i want that um but yeah that that's what i'm doing at the minute and um hiding under the table brilliant so well, where can our audience who aren't already massive fans of millie the gm find you on the socials um at millie the gm on twitter is probably best that's that's where i hang out most we're in the effect discord i've not been in there much. really in the I've effect in, discord actually millie, i've not me. been in there i've not been in there recently i've been I've but it's been the on nicest discord. place on the internet millie it is it is um I just drop in now and again, have a bit of an ex- existential crisis, uh, come for some capybara gifts and then leave. Cool. Um, well, that's always good. I have yeah, heard there yeah. might be capybara in uh, Horizon on Fire. Uh, but we'll really? have to wait and see. Yeah. Richard, Richard, he, Richard could, said, could you have one? <laughs> someone like we've in our in our campaign, we've made the most disgusting, disgusting drink. It's called Musicola. Yeah. It's aubergine fizzy drink. Um and who was it? Somebody on um they were teasing me about it um in the, the Coriolis group. Yeah. Um and and Ricard was like, it's not too late to put it in the next book. I was like, <laughs> No, that's horrible. Don't do that. Flavoured drink. God no. Uh, capybara and aubergine drinks, that'd be brilliant. Um but yeah. Um yeah. I I'll drive by in the in the effect discord. Yeah, um, terrific. Okay, so thank you very much, Billy. Um, and well done for your success on Psycamp and enjoy spending the money in the really expensive restaurants in Essen. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you everybody for buying it. I appreciate it. Cheers. And if you haven't bought it yet, there will be a link in the show notes. Okay, so great to hear all that and great to to see Millie having such success with um with Psy Sci- Camp. Um, I've had a little, little look through it myself. There are some things that I really like. Um, I like the way she's used the powers in a very generic way. Um, yeah, that allows yeah, the they're, player they're, they're not to decide. Talents. No, allows the player to decide how that that power actually manifests itself. So you can mm-hmm. you can you can like make it bespoke to your own idea of your your character's abilities. Um, I like the idea of having your shtick. That's not the word you use, but um, where you decide what kind of the visual or the or the the sound effects that go with your powers, all your powers are, and again, which helps build build that uh, you know, unique element for your character. So I really like all of that, and um, yeah, it's a really interesting interesting concept. Yeah, and um, again, another great use of the free league OGL. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I I think you know anybody who is interested in free league games should um raise a glass or even buy a pint for the chap who came up with the idea that the Year Zero engine should be released. Uh, <laughs> hmm, I wonder who's claiming that credit. <laughs> was was that your idea? That was my idea. <laughs> 
Uh, and we have the photographic evidence of that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Hang, You're determined. I'm going to be dining out on that and importantly drinking out on that till the cows come home. I better you, tell Millie. How many, that how many she, people have bought you a drink for that very reason? None. None. none there you go. Uh, yet. <laughs> Which is now why I'm making it the law. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you're dragging me, if you had your signing from Dave and you've had your signing for the Mortborg gang, the next thing you have to do is buy me a drink. <laughs> uh, actually, I have something else. I, I feel we're coming to the end of this episode, so I did just want to point out, because it's been haunting me ever since I said there wasn't enough gold in Cyborg. Right. I've been looking at the map that comes in the asset pack of the city, and there is gold on that. It's just glinting at me, going and going, no gold, no gold. There's gold here. There's loads of gold here. There's gold in um, the Mether Hills. That's yeah, right. in that city, in the city of, I believe, Sai is actually um, what we might call the city. Um, yeah, Sai. Nice. Uh, it, it had probably another name before it was um, destroyed by the... Uh, by the virus or whatever. Uh, but um Cool. Right, what are we gonna do next week, Dave? No idea. Cause I just want to point out I've come up with all the ideas for content for the last few weeks, mate, and uh, it's your that's, turn. That's because you're on fire, mate. You're absolutely on fire. <laughs> um I I don't know. Um Well I tell you what we were we've done quite a lot of interviews over the last Yeah, um, I was thinking episode. we should perhaps get back to um some articles on Coriolis yeah some or... content creation yeah exactly right well we will put our minds together uh, outside of this broadcast gentle listener and come mm. up with some stuff to talk about actually I have got a thing on Karom I was going to do a Karom in the third horizon Karom the game you... remember oh, I yes, had yes, to yes, yes. think of a game for you to play when you went in entirely off script and wanted to shut up somebody <laughs> yeah um and i um briefly thought of karam and i thought i might l look at how you actually play karam and maybe put yeah. that in the third horizon so maybe i'll do that um okay and i'll have a think uh, of something else coriolis related which either depending on how long your karam essay might yeah. be we can either do next time or i'll save for the time after yeah, yeah, and my my rep might not be that long because it might be this is Karam go and look it up on the internet. Or something like that. <laughs> so you've done it already uh, on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't say we didn't give you any content of cr for creation this time, people, because you just had it. We've had content too, everything <laughs> in this episode. So no, really, it's really. it's goodbye it from me, and it's goodbye from him, and. May the icons bless your adventures. You have been listening to The Effect Podcast, presented by Fiction Suit and the RPG Gods. Music stars on a black sea, used with permission of Free League Publishing.